welcome to this week's message from a new church. For more information, or if you'd like to contact us, please visit our website, newchurch.nz. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this message. We're starting a new series today called A Long Time Ago in a Galilee Far, Far Away. I absolutely love that sermon title. I was gifted by our church, the the Lego Millennium Falcon, last year, and I was tempted with putting that up on stage as a bit of a prop. But the thing is, this is all about Christmas. It's not about Star Wars, so it would have been a little bit redundant. Um, But really what this series is all about, I'm going to be looking at... um, different characters of the Christmas story and looking at the Christmas story perhaps from their perspective and how they live their lives and um, what character character qualities they had that we can actually learn from. So we're going to be looking at over the next few weeks, Joseph and Mary, the wise men, the shepherds, and maybe the innkeeper. A little bit of a spoiler alert, there's no such thing as the innkeeper, but I'll I'll talk about that in in the next few weeks. But I do believe that this is going to be really encouraging for a lot of us, perhaps just looking at the Christmas story from a little bit of a different perspective. So this morning we're looking at Joseph. Um, You know, we actually almost know nothing about Joseph. We know a little bit, but there is not really much information about Joseph, the, the stepdad of Jesus and the husband of Mary, but that doesn't mean we can't explore his journey and make some informed assumptions about what his life was like and what kind of person he was. So what we do know, he was a tradesman, um, probably a carpenter, uh, and we know from that he didn't make the cut to be a disciple of a rabbi. So he was just like an ordinary, normal person, just like you and I. He was engaged to be married to Mary. That was most probably an arranged marriage. And what we uh, need to realize back in those days in the Middle East, um, being engaged was just as serious um, as being married. In our culture here in, in the West, it's like, a, uh, you know, it's important to be engaged, but the wedding is being married is the big deal. But over there, um, in that day, being engaged was just as important. It was legally binding. You had to give a certificate of separation and divorce if you wanted to break off an engagement. So it was very, very um, important and and serious back in those days. Um, Joseph may or may not have looked like Oscar Isaac from the Nativity Story. That is a great movie, by the way. It's got Keisha Castle Hughes, a New Zealander. Um, Really encourage everyone to watch that. but and I, whenever I think of Joseph, I always think of Oscar Isaac these days. I don't know if it's a good or bad thing, but that's who I think um, of when I think of Joseph. So one day, Mary, Joseph's fiance, comes and says, hey, hey, Joseph, how's it going? By the way, I've just been impregnated by God, and I'm going to have the Messiah. I mean, how on earth would he have handled that? What would you have done in that situation? How would you have coped with that? information. I I actually don't know. What do you say to someone who says that? So let's just pick up the story, Matthew 1 verse 18. Um, This is how the birth of Jesus Christ took place. His mother Mary had promised Joseph to be his wife, but while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Her fiance, Joseph, was a righteous man full of integrity. That's important, that part. He was righteous and full of integrity. And he didn't want to disgrace her, but when he learned of her pregnancy, 
he planned secretly to break the engagement. What would Joseph have been thinking? First of all, he would have been absolutely heartbroken. Um, and then uh, he would have been thinking, wait a second, Mary, uh, Mary, you are lying. Why are you lying? Um, had she been unfaithful? Had she been willingly unfaithful? And if she had, she would have brought shame and dishonor to the, the whole family, extended family, could she have been raped? And that's another thing that may have gone through Joseph's mind. Maybe she had been sexually abused in her family. So all of these things, if I was Joseph, I would be um, navigating all those thoughts. And the other thing was, well, maybe it was God. But again, that is so far out there. Um, I don't think he would have been thinking that um, really at all until God gave him that supernatural dream. So first of all, and I've only got three points this morning about the character of Joseph. Number one, he was a righteous man. He was full of integrity. Righteous means right standing before God and others. So we can't become righteous before God by ourselves. It's only the blood of Jesus that can make us righteous. But there is another aspect to righteousness that means living righteously. It means not living a dodgy life as a follower of Jesus. And right, being righteous and being a person of integrity go hand in hand. They are very closely linked. And in Micah 6 verse 8 in the Old Testament, I love this, it says, O people, the Lord has told you what is good, and this is what he requires of you, to do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God, to do what is right, even though it may be unpopular, um, even though it may ruin your reputation, even though it may cause some rejection, doing what is right is so important. And this is a character quality that Joseph had um, and, and that we all need as well. Now, integrity means the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles. A person of high integrity will follow these same principles when people are watching and when people are not watching. Integrity is such a precious character quality. And there are a lot of blessings um, when it comes to integrity. Psalm 41 verse 12, it says, Because of my integrity, you uphold me and set me in your presence forever. So there is anointing that comes from or with integrity. Psalm 119 verse 1, it says, joyful are people of integrity. So there is joy that comes with being people of integrity. And in Proverbs 2 verse 7, it says, God is a shield to those who walk with integrity. So there is protection um, with integrity as well. It's very, very important. Joseph was a man that was righteous and he was a man of integrity. Two character qualities that we absolutely need as believers of Jesus. They're very precious. So Matthew 1 verse 20 to 21 um, onwards it says, While he was still debating with himself about what to do, he fell asleep and had a supernatural dream. An angel from the Lord appeared to him and said, Joseph, descendant of David, don't hesitate to take Mary into your home as your wife because the power of the Holy Spirit has conceived a child in her womb. She will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Savior, for he is destined to give his life to save the people from their sins. Verse 24 says, When Joseph woke from his dream, he did all that the angel of the Lord instructed him to do. He took Mary to be his wife. So first point, Joseph was righteous. He was a man of integrity. And second point, he was selfless. He put Mary and more importantly, the purposes of God first 
in his life. Being selfless means concerned more with the needs and wishes of others than with one's own, uh, and it also means unselfish. So before all this, he could have quietly um, divorced Mary, um, which was the right thing to do in that context. And um, he could have brought a lot of shame on Mary, um, which either, either way, he would have distanced himself from the controversy. But God said something incredible. He said, no, this is the will of God. Uh, this, this, uh, this is me. And God gave Joseph what he needed to get through. And in all of our lives as followers of Jesus, um, he will give us what we need to get through. And now that Jesus continue, uh, sorry, Joseph continues with the engagement, it means that now he is associated with all the suspicion. Um, he's complicit um, with what has happened. This, this controversy, this scandal that Mary has been carrying, now Joseph is carrying that. Now, what would everyone else have thought? First of all, they would have thought, well, Mary's been unfaithful. Um, she's caused scandal, but um, Joseph is still a righteous man. Now, Joseph is saying, no, I still want to marry Mary, which means to everyone, they would have been thinking, well, obviously, Joseph slept with Mary. They, they, they slept with each other um, before this, and they are both complicit. And again, um, in the culture of the day, that brought huge shame on everyone, on your family, on your extended family. You were shunned socially from everyone um, if that happened to you. But again, Joseph was selfless. So just imagine your best friends come up to you and say, hey, how's it going? Yeah, we're getting married. Are you still coming to our wedding? It's like, sweet. Oh, by the way, um, my, my fiance, Mary, she's, she's now pregnant. It wasn't me. I promise it was God. And um, so that's okay. No, no, no big deal there. Uh, no scandal. Uh, are you still coming to our wedding? No one would have thought that. The scandal and the controversy and the shame would have followed them all along. Um, and I'll talk about that more when we look at the innkeeper, you would have been thinking, wait a second, you guys, there's no way you're telling the truth. We need an intervention here. Um, but Joseph was so selfless. He was so righteous. He was a man of integrity. He was willing to put God's plans above his own reputation, above his own self. Um, it's interesting when you think of this, joy is a really good word to think of when it comes to selfless. J stands for Jesus. O stands for others and Y stands for yourself equals joy. That's what selfless is. Jesus first, others next, and then yourself. Thirdly, Joseph was faithful through this all. He remained loyal and steadfast, and that's what uh, faithful means. Um, he didn't want this. He didn't ask for this. He probably just wanted to, to marry Mary and, and raise a family in a quiet place and, and just be an ordinary person. But now he was thrown into this crazy uh, chapter um, in the Bible, the, the birth of the Messiah and all that entailed, um, moving, running away, um, on the run for his life, uh, being unsettled, having to support a family, not knowing where the money was going to come from. He remained faithful. In Luke 2 verse 1, it says, During those days, the Roman emperor Caesar Augustus ordered that the first census be taken throughout his empire. Everyone had to travel to the hometown of their family to complete the mandatory census. So Joseph and his wife Mary left Nazareth, a village in Galilee, and journeyed to their hometown in Judea, to the village of Bethlehem. 
King David's ancient home. They were required to register there since they were both direct descendants of David. Mary was pregnant and nearly ready to give birth. Now this is a this is interesting. Um, they had to, to travel to Bethlehem. This was a, a pagan government. This was an enforced mandate um, for them to do this. They had no say in it. And yet God still worked all of this together to bring his plans and purposes to fruition. And I love that as followers of Jesus, things happen in our lives, ups and downs. Um, we don't understand why um, things are happening uh, many times, but we can be so assured that God can work everything for his good to those who love him and serve him, um, which is so exciting. We have that peace in our lives that, that Jesus has got us and he's never gonna let us go. When they arrived in Bethlehem, Mary went, Mary went into labor and there she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped the newborn baby in strips of cloth and Mary and Joseph laid him in a feeding trough since there was no available space in any upper room in the village. And we haven't got time to go into it, but Matthew 2, you can read it, um, Jesus wasn't a baby anymore. He was a little bit older than that, but they had to escape. Um, Joseph had to take Jesus and Mary and escape, flee for their lives to Egypt, which again, which was a pagan nation. He didn't know how to support himself, but he knew he needed to stay um, faithful to what God had asked him to do. And he was a man um, of integrity. He was selfless. So they uh, resettled in Egypt and when everything returned a little bit to normal, they returned to Israel. And this was a multi-year challenge, by the way. It was a trial that lasted many years. So a few years later, they returned back um, to, to Israel and they settled in Nazareth in Galilee. A long time ago in a Galilee far, far away. This was a huge challenge, but Joseph remained faithful all the way through. He remained selfless and he continued to have and keep his integrity. So James 1.12, it says, if your faith remains strong, other translations, if you remain faithful, even while surrounded by life's difficulties, you will continue to experience the untold blessings of God. True happiness comes as you pass the test with faith and receive the victorious crown of life promised to every lover of God. That's James 1 um, verse 12. It's an incredibly powerful verse for this season. So Joseph learned to pivot. He stayed committed to what he believed God was leading his family through. And God gave Joseph everything he needed to get through this, to do what God had asked him to do. Last verse for this morning is Matthew 25, verse 21. And this is the, the parable that Jesus told about the faithful servant. So the master represents God the Father, and God the Father gives servants, um, you and I, things to do based on talents and skills and opportunities and giftings. And, and he's expecting us to invest um, and to fulfill his plans and purposes for his life. So according to the parable, there were servants and they just didn't do anything at all and it didn't end out well for them. But there were servants that remained faithful and selfless and, and servants of integrity. And this is what it says, verse 21. Commending his servant, the master replied, you have done well and proven yourself to be my loyal and trustworthy servant. 
Because you have been a faithful steward to manage a small sum, now I will put you in charge of much, much more. You will experience the delight of your master who will say to you, enter into the joy of your Lord. Now that opportunity is available for every single one of us. Uh, We are not just servants and stewards of, of the Lord, but we are his sons and his daughters. And if we do what he's asked us to do with the life that he's given us, one day we are gonna see him. And I believe Jesus is gonna give us a massive hug and says, well done, um, good and faithful servant. Well done, my son, my daughter. Welcome um, into paradise. Welcome into the joy of your Lord. And I love that. And it also says you will experience the delight of your master. God delights in us. Isn't that incredible? He's gonna be proud of us one day. And he absolutely was so proud of Joseph. You know, Joseph didn't even live long. Um, We don't hear any more mention of Joseph in the Bible after Jesus was 12. So most scholars believe he died soon after that. So Joseph had a hard life. He was misunderstood. Scandal followed him. He didn't have a lot of money. He was on, on the run for his life, protecting his son and his wife. So he had a hard life and it wasn't even very long, but he lived his life for the glory of God. And that's an encouragement and a challenge for all of us. Are we living our life, the life that God has given us right now in our situation? Are we living our life for the glory of God? Three character qualities that we absolutely need, being men and women of integrity, uh, being selfless, and what was the third one? Being faithful through this time. Um, And that's an interesting look at Joseph, part one of our A Long Time Ago series. I love, and it's such a privilege to be able to give people the opportunity of of maybe giving their life to Jesus for the very first time or returning to Jesus for the very first time. Um, This is the very start of of the story. Jesus came and lived as a man to to show us the, the way to live. He was the Messiah. He was all God and all man. Um, towards the end of his life, he died on the cross for your sin and for my sin, for for the burden that we carry. And there's nothing that can wash our sin away except for the blood of Jesus. And Jesus shed his blood for you and I on the cross so that we could be forgiven. But he's not still on the cross. He didn't just stay dead. He rose again. And that means he broke the curse of not just sin, but death as well. We can live forever and ever in paradise with Jesus. And he's offering that as a free gift. But we need to believe by faith that he shed his blood for us. And that's the only way to be born again and to give our lives to Jesus. Thanks so much for listening. We hope it was an encouragement to you. To contact us or to find out what's happening at our church, please check out our website, renewchurch.nz.